message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Hallelujah. Let's take a few moments. Open your, open your heart before him. Just speak to him, Lord, I am thirsty. Lord, fill me. Lord, I have come to you and to you alone. Fill my heart. Fill my heart with you. My needs are many, but Lord, it is you first. You first. Fill me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Fill me till I overflow with you. Father, we thank you. Lord, we have come thirsty. We have come hungry. We have come seeking you. Lord, satisfy us with your goodness. Satisfy us with your love. Satisfy us with your presence. Lord, cause our hearts to be open. Cause our hearts to be ready. Cause our hearts to receive your word. Transform us by your word. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen. Please take your seats. Hallelujah. Good morning and welcome to church. I know that God is going to speak to us this morning. In the last three weeks, we began a series on Christian character, focusing especially on fruits of the Spirit. And so the first week we heard about integrity, and then we heard about commitment, and last week was self-control. I'll tell you a short, very short story, and maybe you will guess what character we'll be talking about today. There was an experiment done, true, true story, an experiment done more than 40 years ago. Um, it was called the marshmallow experiment. You can go and Google it. So what scientists did was they called children, got many children, put them inside a room each. And then one scientist went, sat with them, and put a lovely, nice, dripping sweet in front of them. Marshmallow, but let's just call it sweet for the sake of, for the sake of this morning. <laughs> so put this nice dripping sweet. And so told the little child, if you will, don't eat this sweet. If you can wait for me to go out and return, I will bring another sweet. He did not tell them how long he would be gone. He said, just wait. Don't eat the sweet. And when I come back, you'll have two sweets. So if you can hold yourself, you'll have two. But if you can't hold yourself, it will be one. He, he did not tell them that. And so they had cameras. And so the scientists left, shut the door, and um, all kinds of things began to happen. The sweet is there. And then others. For some of the children, before the scientists went out, it was poop, poop. 
For others, it was a struggle and a struggle. Finally, but there were some children that did not touch the sweet. And when they traced those children, they followed up with those children 40 years after and found significant differences in those children. Guess what we are supposed to be talking about today? The fruit of patience. The fruit of patience. That's what we are going to be talking about this morning. Galatians 5, 22, 23, and Hebrews 6, 12. Galatians 5, 22, 23, and Hebrews 6, 12. We'll also do Romans 5, 4. Are we there? Galatians 5, 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Please, can you give me um, this same passage amplified? Amplified version, because the amplified has... But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, being inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Hebrews 6 and verse 12. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Faith through faith and patience inherits the promises. Finally, Romans 5 verse 4. And endurance or patience produces character. And character produces hope. So what exactly is the meaning of patience? What exactly is the meaning of patience? We are not too much into Greek words and so on, but we will look at two Greek words because it will help us have a better understanding of what patience is. The Greek word or Greek words used for patience in the New Testament is macrothumia. And hypomony, macrothumia. Now, macrothumia simply means long anger. If that doesn't make sense, think about short temper. So someone has a short temper, but this is long anger as a long temper, which means not easily provoked to get angry. Not easily provoked to get angry. The other word for patience, hypomony which means to remain under. It has a sense of carrying a load and bearing it, though uncomfortable, and not letting it down. Carrying it and not letting it down. And so those two concepts helps to explain what patience mean, means. And so carrying that load, persevering for a long time, though uncomfortable, 
but carrying that heavy burden. And so we'll just define patience quickly as the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. In other words, patience is waiting with grace or waiting with a good attitude. Accept or the capacity to accept or tolerate delay or, or trouble or suffering without anger or getting upset, waiting with grace or waiting with a good attitude. It also means to continue doing something despite difficulties. To continue doing something despite difficulties. It also can be defined as a willingness to wait in faith for God's promise to come to pass, even if it means enduring an unpleasant situation. Many definitions. But there was a quote I saw somewhere that seems to explain it better. If you just pay close attention, patience means active waiting and enduring. It means active waiting and enduring. The word active there means you are not just sitting there doing nothing. It is active. But active doing what? Working, hoping, and exercising faith. Active waiting. As you walk, doing what you are supposed to do, hope and exercise faith. And at the same time, bearing hardship with, with, with fortitude. Bearing hardship with fortitude. And so, patience is waiting, active waiting. Patience is also doing. Patience is doing these things in difficulty. It is not comfortable, but doing it all the same. Patience, the fruit of patience will relate to how will, is connected to how you relate with people, your attitude in circumstances, and your relationship with God. You are waiting, you are, you are bearing, it will show in your relationship with people, in how you take difficult circumstances, and in your relationship with God. It will show in all those spheres. Another word, long-suffering. There are some translations that would actually, like we saw earlier, that, that would rather use long-suffering instead of patience. It, means, it simply means to suffer long. To suffer long. But what is patience in the real world? How does it play out in the real world? Truth of the matter is patience is not an exciting virtue. Because it is against our nature. We want it fast and we want it now. We don't want to waste time. Give it to me hot, hot, hot. And technology has even worsened it. Now from your phone, you can get anything you want or well, almost anything Instantly. You can know what is happening in Ukraine right now through your phone. 
You can buy stuff through your phone right now. You can communicate right now. You, you can shop right now through your phone. So things have become really, really fast. And so when you go online, you see things like change your life in seven days. Lose 20 kg in five days. Five steps to becoming a millionaire. Everything is fast, quick. Get it now. And have you noticed since online banking came, if something forces you to go to the bank, the physical bank, it is annoying. Why is the queue so slow? Can't the woman write faster than that? If not for this form that I had to fill in this bank, my phone would have just pam, 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 gotten me the money or whatever. Or when the queues, the fuel queues were long, who was happy being in the queue? It was annoying and frustrating because the things that technology has brought is making our sense of patience even get less. We can't wait anymore. People now do not want to sacrifice to learn the skill. People want to jump the steps to get the thing. Somebody once told his friend, ah, oh boy, you need to learn patience. And he said, learn what? I want the patience now. <laughs> Did you understand it? I don't want to wait to learn it. I want it now. That's the world that we are in. And so impatience in Nigeria has actually become a national disease. Almost as bad as corruption. But we haven't paid too much attention to it. And so this, so technology impatience is fighting our sense or the fruit of patience. So how do you measure your patience? How would you measure it? This is just a rough way of doing that. The opposite of patience is impatience. The opposite of slow to anger is short temper. So, like, let me tell you, you are not patient if... You are short-tempered, hot-tempered, bad-tempered, quick-tempered, irritable, easily annoyed, easily angered. You have a short fuse. You are hasty. You are always complaining. I'm sure that there are many people that, that are not impatient amongst us. If any of this applies to you, then you really don't have patience. If you say, I don't have short temper, but I just have a low tolerance for foolishness, you don't have patience. The truth of the matter is that patience, the fruit of patience can be seen. It can be seen. It, the, the fruit of the spirit is visible. Fruit is something that attracts, that is seen, colorful. And so the fruit of the, fruit of the spirit, the, the different composites of that fruit, are evident, can be seen. So the fruit of patience will be seen in you. It, it will be seen when your neighbors find out that you are not easily provoked. You don't get angry easily. That you are accommodating. That you bear with people's faults. That you give people a listening ear. That you make excuses for people. That you don't jump to judgment hastily. That you are one that is a peacemaker, 
that you are a carrying influence in your office, in your compound, and that you bear difficult situations with calmness. These are the things that unbelievers will see that will attract them to you. The fruit of patience is evident. It is not hidden. So do not tell somebody, don't look at how I am or I have patience inside. No. It is evident. Two things that patience is not. Number one, patience is not passive. James 1.4, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You see, most people think that patience is waiting and doing nothing. Waiting while the whole world passes you by. And you saw that one of the things that we heard earlier was active waiting. Doing something while you are waiting. Patience is active and, and assertive. It is a decision to stand firm no matter what it is. It is a choice to persevere with active faith. You are believing, you are speaking, and you are acting on God's word. It is not passive. It is active. Patience is not weakness. It is not because you don't have anything to do. It is not because you, 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 you just don't want to take a visible action. It is not weakness. When God calls you to be patient, make no mistakes. It is an active position of spiritual battle. Hebrews 6, 12, telling us about Abraham, that you do not become sluggish, but, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit their promises. That was speaking about Abraham. But what did Abraham do? What are we supposed to imitate concerning him about patience? How was he patient? Was he just sitting down looking at the stars? Was he sitting down just getting worried? This is what Abraham did that showed his patience. Romans 4.20. In his waiting, he did not waver at the promise of God through, through unbelief. But he was what? Strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. I see an Abraham standing by the flap of his tent and lifting up holy hands and saying, Lord, I know that the child is going to come. Lord, I know that he will come. That's why you changed my name from Abram to Abraham. I will be a father to many. He was giving glory to God. He wasn't waiting helplessly. Woe is me. What is going to happen to me? Faith is not passive. The second thing I want you to know about faith Sorry, patience. Patience as a fruit of the Spirit is not a personality trait. It is not something that you are born with naturally, so to speak. Because somebody can just wave off this by saying, the people in my family, they are not patient. Though. That's how God made us. It is not a natural trait. The fruit of patience is not a natural trait. 
It is what the Spirit of God has embedded inside you. You are not looking for patience. He has placed it in you already. It is already inside of you. Yours is to give room for it. Yours is to cultivate it. Yours is to look for the circumstances to let it manifest. But it is there in seed form inside of you. The more you exercise it, the more it grows. And the more it becomes a natural part of your life. It is not a personality trait. Your will is one of the gateways to your spirit. Whatever your will decides, that thing becomes. So you can either use your will to shut it down or open it up. Another way that patience develops is by the things and circumstances that God allows come your way. Let's look at Romans 5.3. Romans 5.3. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence. I think this is TPT. Knowing that our pressures will develop in, in us patient endurance. Another version. And patient endurance will refine our character. And proven character leads us back to hope. The things that we face in life, the things that God allows, the challenges, the issues, the problems, are training grounds of faith, of um, patience. God uses those things to help to grow our patience. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And so the reason why your neighbor is giving you trouble is a test of your patience. The reason why your boss insists that you must sign that register, you must feel that thing the way, should, why he looks so difficult, it's a training of your patience. And as you submit to it, as you carry the load of, of patience, not comfortable, it begins to manifest in your life and begins to grow. Jesus Christ is our ultimate example for patience. Though he was God, though he created all things, yet he submitted himself to the men that were going to crucify him. He was patient. He endured. One word that you'll see again and again when you speak of patience is endurance. To take the hardship, to take the load, it is not comfortable, but you take it because there is an end. There is somewhere that this is leading to. So he was beaten, wounded, mocked, imprisoned, humiliated, crucified, but he did not open his mouth. He did not seek his right. Hebrews 12, 2 speaks about this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, patiently took the cross, despising the shame. There was where this was going to, this was going to, 
get to, the destination was going to be salvation for all of mankind. And so he endured. He took patiently the shame, the beating. He persevered. He restrained anything in him that could have disrupted that. He had access to legions of angels. But he restrained himself. He took it. And he left us an example of patience. By that, you will need to understand that the life of a Christian will have challenges. If anybody tells you that once you get born again, that's the end of all challenges, that is a lie. Because challenges, troubles, tribulations will definitely come. In this world, you will have tribulations, he said. Troubles will come. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And so these are training grounds of patience. As we have examples of patience, we also have examples of impatience. Saul was king over Israel. 1 Samuel 13, 8. There was a, there was a bitter war going on. The Philistines were armed and ready. They had a huge army ready to swallow up Israel. And the soldiers of Israel, being so frightened, began to walk away one after the other. And Samuel told Saul, wait until I come to you. But when Saul saw that the people were leaving, walking away from him, in order not to lose face, and in order to do things quickly, speedily, he made the sacrifice that he wasn't supposed to make. And as he finished, Samuel appeared. What have you done? You have acted foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. By one act of impatience, one act of hastiness, one rash move, he removed himself from royalty in Israel. He lost the throne. His lineage, his sons would not enter that throne. And ultimately, he died a terrible death. One hasty, one impatient move can be costly. At the traffic light, that little impatience, why are they wasting my time? And you throttle through, though the light was yellow, and just you throttle through and there's a big crash. And the man loses his, loses his cord, loses his legs, loses his job. His wife walks away. He is left with nothing, paralyzed for life. One hasty, impatient move can be costly. Patience is a virtue that God demands from all of us. And so there are situations that we all find ourselves in that we must exercise patience. You have graduated several years and no job, Patience will mean keep on doing something. Keep on knocking on those doors. Keep on filling those applications. Be determined. Be focused. Keep on coming to church. Keep on serving him. 
Because one day change will come. Patience is not sit in your house and this country, they are so wicked. Their children are going abroad. Look at me. Patience means doing something while you are waiting. Doing something while you are waiting. Or you are in this job, working so hard, no promotion, nobody notices you. Keep doing what you are doing. Keep serving. Keep doing your best. Years ago in this church, a young man gave a testimony. How hard he used to work. But because he used to block people from eating money, they would relegate him, put him in one back office somewhere. But he knew his job. He was the best at his job. And so the DG or whoever it was at the top got changed. A new man came in. The new man came in and looked at all the regular fats, corrupt faces around him. And he said, find me the man that will, that the man that will cause my tenure to be, to be successful. Guess what? They looked and found in the back room, the back room, this member of our church. They pulled him out from there. He became the new DG's right-hand man. So promotion came for a man that was patiently waiting, doing his job, serving God. Promotion found him in the back room and brought him to the front room. Keep on doing what you are doing. You are married, but things are not working. Things are not working. As far as you are not being beaten, hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. Keep trusting. Keep believing. Keep saying what you want to see, not what is. Say what you want. Speak the change that you want. Act the change that you want. Patiently wait for change to come. You know, wait for change to come. Seek counsel. Seek help. Mac is there. Seek counsel. Seek help. It's for better or for worse. As you stay, something will happen. Or you've been married and there are no children. Patience will not give up. Patience will not give up. I can just remember the nine years that we had to wait. I was always in church. Always in prayer meeting. Always in salt. Always doing drama. I was, I, my you know, wife and I, we were actively serving God. I was working in National Hospital, doing my able best. I wasn't waiting and saying, Lord, you have forsaken me. Lord, nothing. Where are you? I continued doing what I needed to do. When I found out that I couldn't afford the, the, the test, IVF and so on, I left it and continued doing the things I knew to do. Until one day, I got a call. And IVF was paid for. IVF was paid for. IVF was paid for. First time we went for IVF, we had a set of twins. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Patience is a virtue that all of us all of us must seek. God places a high premium on patience. He places a high premium on patience. Why? 
Patience will deliver to you the dividends of faith. Patience will deliver to you the dividends of faith. Copeland said, faith opens the door of God's promises, but patience keeps it open till the promise walks in. How many times have you prayed and then nothing happened? And then with your words at the end of prayer meeting, ah, this thing did not work. The pain is still there. You have canceled the thing that you have spoken. But patience will say, though the pain is still there, but Lord, I know that you are at work. I will keep on speaking. I will not stop. I will keep on confessing. Because patience keeps on going until the promise shows up. Patience will sustain your faith. You see, that's what happened with Abraham. His, his faith could have wavered, but his patience supported his faith. 25 years of sustaining faith through patience. And the promise came. Without patience, your faith will not be fully activated. Because not every prayer will be answered immediately. It is in God's sovereign right, choosing when it will be answered. But yours is to keep on believing. Keep on believing. Showing up in church, showing up in prayer meeting. And then one day, you will climb the podium, pick this microphone, and shout, praise the Lord, for my victory has come. The baby has come. The job has come. The promotion has come. That thing I've been confessing and saying that I've been patiently working on has finally come. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As I was sitting this morning, as we were praising, a word bubbled up inside of me. And it was something like, O daughter of Zion. The days of your captivity have come to an end. You have waited for me patiently. You have endured through the years. Your tears I have seen. Your cries I have taken note of. For the end of your journey has come. I have brought your victory. If you are that person or those people, receive it. Because patience comes to the end of its journey when the promise comes. Son has received his victory, her victory, in the name of Jesus. And as I round up this morning, as I round up this morning, story is told of a man condemned. It was a courtroom. There was a hard judge. This man had come had been brought to this court so many times for all kinds of crimes, every time convicted, but this time the crime was grievous and serious. He was to be sent for life or possibly executed. And when they asked him, what last words would you have? He looked across the courtroom. There was a woman holding a little baby. With tears in his eyes, he said, that's my child, judge. That's my child. The only one thing I wish I could have is if, if, if I could rewind the clock 
if I could rewind the clock in my life and change the course of my life. Because when you send me away from this court, when my child kicks his first football, I won't be there to see. When he sings the first song in school, I won't be there to hear. When he is selected for the team as a teenager, I won't be there to cheer him. Who will be there to make sure that my son doesn't end up like me? Because seated in this place, your life hasn't gone well. For that man, his clock had stopped, but yours hasn't stopped. It is possible to change, to redirect the course of your life. It is possible. God will intervene, come in, and redirect the mistakes that you have made, the places that you have fallen, the pains that you have experienced. He is able to lift you up, clean you up, give you a new direction in life, a life of glory, a life of victory. Because the things that we have shared today concerning patience, it will not apply to you until you connect first with him. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Because I know seated in this place, people who have gone through stuff, life has been hard. Things have been tough. It's like you have reached the end of your road not knowing where to turn, not knowing where to go. You have a chance to redirect your life. You have a chance to make it right with God. You have a chance to join the company of those that follow and worship God. You have a chance to celebrate like Abraham the birth of a long-awaited son. You have a chance to tap into the glorious promises of the Most High God. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter the mistakes that you have made in life. God is here to help you. God is here to lift you. I want you to lift, to just raise your hands wherever you are. Lift your hands wherever you are. It might be that in your heart there is emptiness. Complete emptiness. You are looking for a way out, but no one is pointing any way to you. You have tried all that you know. You have tried all that you know. You've lost friends, acquaintances. You are trapped. I want you to stand where you are. Stand. Stand, stand to your feet. God is here to help you. God is here to redirect the course of your life. God is here to redirect the course of your life. Things have not worked for you in this city. I would like to pray for you. You have done something that the guilt in your heart continually troubles you. I would like to pray for you. Join them and stand. Join them and stand. You wish that you could rewind things in your life. Unsay what you said. Undo what you did. God can help you. Stand to your feet. Just stand. Stand. 
your life is filled with worry, filled with anxiety. Please stand to your feet because God is going to take care of you this morning. He is going to take care of you this morning. I want you to take a bold step. Please take your Bible, take your things and come forward. Take your Bible, take your things. Even if you did not stand before, this is a good opportunity. This is one chance that God is, is giving you to change the course of your life. To change the course of your life. Let us encourage them. Even if you did not stand, this is a good opportunity to stand. Please come forward, come forward, come forward. There is room right here for you. There is room right here for you. Are you afraid? Is there a fear that keeps on torment, tormenting you? Just step forward and let me pray for you. Let me pray. Is there something that hangs over you that you know is spiritual, an evil spirit? God is here to deliver you. God is here to deliver you. Just come forward. Just come forward. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.